boys, 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 boys. You know, last year, I didn't think it could get more exciting than rolling into week six. The team was killing it, but after this week, I'm so fucking excited for Bird Gang and Jalen Hurts to fucking keep this crazy train rolling, guys. How about those Eagles, you know? Oh, Dallas week. That's all we care about because we don't really have any history. We don't really have anything cool going for us. So all we care about is can we ever beat Dallas? Dude, I got to say it, it is so like fucking crazy to me that the Eagles have pretty much played like a collection of high school junior varsity teams. Like they've played one team with a winning record. All the other teams they've played are total ass and they – snuck by i mean they absolutely should have lost the last two games like they, Bro, the they, they should beat. have lost it's the vikings dude the vikings yeah, no exactly yeah they're the, four the vikings who's, that means they're good yeah they're they're four and one against right. like the bears the lions like yeah That's the same team the so Eagles played almost so the eagles the eagle the, so that that uh somehow qualifies the eagles to be like an elite team however Every team the Cowboys have played, including both participants in last year's Super Bowl, have as soon as Dallas beats them, they're instantly labeled as garbage, which is like just classic, classic cowboy shit, in my opinion. Yes, but you know, Anthony, all we can do is talk about the game that was played, and it was another goddamn Dallas Cowboys victory, baby. Victory Monday, Victory Tuesday, I should say. Yes, you, the did Dallas you Cowboys anything did. Different? Jeez, you know, I could get used to this. I really could. Is it is it too early to just start saying that this is a Super Bowl year? You know, if we right, don't make the Super right? Bowl, is that disappointing for us? Oof. See, I think you got to see Dak when he comes back first. Um, I think you trade him right now. They absolutely cannot win the Super Bowl with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Like, I know everyone's having fun with, with Rush Hour. I, too, am having fun with Rush Hour. I mean, he, he turned in, like, one of the worst winning performances for a quarterback maybe ever, like, on Sunday. He, he, was, he basically was just removed from the game plan at some point. They were just like, we're just not even going to have a quarterback. Um but that's the point. Now we don't even need a quarterback okay. to win. So, so just, all I'm saying just, is you just you're, got out of the way. Is the and quarterback he position win? obsolete in the modern NFL? Damn, we should be the first. Like what people have done to running back will be the first podcast to be like, dude, don't pay quarterbacks, dude. They're I'm, done. They're bums. That, <laughs> I thought we talked about there's, there's a lot there's of there's people a lot saying of that names that are falling that do look very bad now. Goat. I think we could be onto something here. That's I mean, Geno Smith's the best quarterback in the NFL right now, so that should just tell you about the level of quarterback play we have going on. The So what I will say is this, to your original question. The Cowboys absolutely have something that they have not had in my lifetime, which is a championship defense, like a true iconic – like if they go all the way and they win, they will. this will be like – I think this defense will be – you know, they'll get a name. I think that's the most important thing, right? Is like when your defense gets a name, that's when you know that you've really made it. The Legion of Boom, the Doomsday Defense, uh, the Purple People Eaters, um, which, man, I have heard some fucking cringy uh, 
suggestions for the names of this defense. Oh, our, but our fan base is so bad, we can't. We have to be the ones who coin it because if we if we leave it up to chance, we're going to end up with like another Wolf Hunter LVE situation again. It's going to be yeah. tough. I opened a thread on it on this subject on our Cowboys, and the top comment that had gotten a bunch of upvotes was Micah and the Bad Boys, and I was like, mm. man, that's real fucking horrible. Like the Bad Boys 10. would be sick, but we already kind of had that. So yes, yes. So uh, yes, I do think they have a championship defense. I think that is at this point. I mean, they're doing things that the Cowboys Cowboys defense hasn't done in fifty years. This was their fourth straight or fifth straight game. Uh, not allowing 20 points. They only allowed 10 points, which is just getting outrageous. At some point, they're going to start like they're going to be net positive. They're going to like allow five and score two touchdowns or something crazy. Um, offensively, they are running the ball effectively enough. I loved how they used both Zeke and Pollard on Sunday. I thought they used them perfectly. Um, you're going to need Dak Prescott to return to at least 80 to 85% of Dak Prescott form uh, to win a championship. Now he, I think they could probably win a playoff game uh, with pretty mediocre QB play just based on if the defense plays up to its, its level of capability because they are that good. But if you want to go all the way, you're going to need to be able to play on both sides of the ball, I think. And are you doubting that we will be able to, when Dak comes back? <laughs> yes. Yeah, set him up, Zach, set him up. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean, Dak. I, I am. I have. I'm on record as being a very vocal supporter of Dak Prescott. Um, I have seen some of the craziest takes I've ever seen in my entire football fandom winning, career. In winning the last will two do weeks. some. Winning will do some crazy stuff to to people's brains. It, it like, truly to justify, does to justify what winning means and why. Like, it goes back to the. <laughs> the Mel Kuyper stats are for losers. Like if you win, it's like a Tebow mania got born. It was like, it was the ugliest shit in the world. They had an elite defense. He would make two splash plays a game and they would, they won like eight of nine. And yeah, like, see, they win. Dude, they it, win. it really does at some point become, it's just magic. Like that's what people are doing right now. They're like, look, I, I, I know he threw for a hundred yards. They win when he's on the field. Like, <laughs> Which, you know, in, in in their defense, like, that is very similar to what was said about Dak when he was a rookie. Like, he was not doing true. all that much, and they were just – they just won so many times in a row that it eventually got to the point where they were like, fuck it, man. Like, don't 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 fix what isn't broken. Um, I just it don't really think the is. situations align the same just because of, like, Dak being in his prime and not really old. And Cooper Rush, I think, is, like, as old. I think Cooper Rush is, like, three months younger than Dak. Like, he's not some, like, young – we're not seeing like Cooper Rush. It's not like Cooper Rush has like some crazy high ceiling that we're only seeing the beginning of. Like this is probably as good as Cooper Rush will ever play. Good enough to be undefeated. <laughs> See, yeah. He, all I hear is wins. Six. <laughs> um. Oh, I do want to say, uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, and you were just scrolling, this is boys will be boys. Uh, yeah, sorry welcome. about that. Welcome to the show. The Benjamin best, Walker. The, the number one Cowboys podcast in the universe. I'm Andy Gazzelli. Just... Zachary Love. Woo! There it is. Woo! We still got it, boys. So the um, Cowboys are 4-1. and one. They did defeat the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles oh. Rams in the shiny new kajillion dollar SoFi Stadium. Uh, it was packed out with Cowboy fans. Yeah, it was awesome. Um I really didn't realize it until the pick, until the the Malik Hooker pick when uh 
I, as soon as he caught the ball, I heard like the through th the field mics. You heard everyone go crazy, and I was like, "Oh, like that's Dude, that's our got, house." Parsons got MVP chance in that. That's game. awesome. That's awesome. After his so, the sack fumble at the end of the game. Dude, this one, this one was like, I love this kind of game when you get a splash play at the very beginning because it puts you just in like a great place, like nerves wise for the whole thing. Like at the very beginning, I was like, okay, like we haven't really played anyone yet. Like, is this where it all comes undone? And then, so the Cowboys, they, they go out on defense first and on like the first third down of the game, Dorrance Armstrong, the Randy Gregory just blows through the line, kills Matt Stafford and gets a strip sack. Uh, it's returned by Demarcus Lawrence for a touchdown. Uh, we did fuck up the the snap. They're, they're, I guess the new long snappers this week, so that was kind of embarrassing. So they they only go it up hit six him in the to zero, but it was hit him in the back of his head. Uh, that was extremely lie, embarrassing. I missed yeah. the entire first quarter. I uh, I was on a bros trip for uh, just so the all the fans knows. I was I was out with the boys on a little uh, a little uh, golf trip. Uh, did not get back until was following on GameCast. So I, so first quarter was a little foreign to me. I, I pretty much came back and. Like the third play of scrimmage that I saw was the Cooper Cup touchdown, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yeah, that was not tight, especially because like he it was they had manned him up on digs. He took it to the house, and I was like, "God, we're gonna have to hear about that for weeks." Oh, that that was painful that it was digs. Fortunately, it got it like immediately erased because the next offensive play for Dallas was the Pollard like fifty-seven yard touchdown. Yeah, so man, it was they, like, to your point, they respond well and. Golly, man, they dominated the front. Like you said, we I mean, we score a touchdown almost immediately and then block a punt. Again, Dorrance fucking yep. Armstrong. I, I know it, I kind of interrupted you, but um, man, he's coming alive. He's having a great – I'll tell you who else blew my mind. He, he might even be a thing. war daddy. He yeah. might be – he might qualify for war daddy status. Um, you know, I watched the Pollard run like 10 times. You know what I noticed on that play? Dude, Connor McGovern takes on Aaron Donald and straight up handles the dude. Like he sets the block that springs Pollard for that run. Go watch that play. Aaron Donald, it's that run goes right at Aaron Donald, and Connor McGovern steps into the gap and seals Aaron Donald completely out of the play and springs Pollard for the first to get him into the second level. And then after that, it's just Pollard being absurdly fast and also very hard to bring down in the open field. Um but man, for a guy that like Connor McGovern was like, oh, where's does this guy have a spot? Like, is he really a starting lineman in this league? Is he as good as like Connor Williams? To see that dude take on Aaron Donald, who still had a baller day, still had two sacks, a strip he, sack, um, gave Zach actually, gave Zach uh, Martin fits all more all uh, day. My scout guy that I follow, or you know, one of my film watchers I follow, said, uh, "Look, Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald. He's like, but." He, that's a rough game from Zach Martin. He's like, I, I yeah. guess I would have expected him to hold his own a little bit better. So Aaron I Donald think might have. I don't want to. I don't want to be too soon on this, but I do think we're starting to see the no, latter. It. it just is it. what it is. The guy's getting old. Like Zach Martin isn't going to be Zach Martin forever. Um, now the good news is, I'll say this. So Tyler Smith, this was kind of Tyler Smith's welcome to the NFL game as well from an offensive line standpoint. Rams have a great front, man. They have a great front. He also got two holding penalties. On one play, he got a holding penalty on Aaron Donald, who still beat him and strip-sacked Cooper Rush. So like the worst possible combination of things that can have you can have happen to you. 
on the very next play, Tyler Smith locks down Aaron Donald. And then uh, on the all 22, you can see that Tyler Smith's like attached at the hip to Jason Peters whenever they're on the field together. So Jason Peters has definitely, and you can see it in the sideline footage too. Jason Peters has definitely taken on kind of like a big brother role to Tyler Smith. Mm -hmm. And they are like super homies. He's like giving them all the kinds of pointers about how to set your feet against a guy like Aaron Donald, blah, blah, blah. Um, And they talked to Tyler Smith after the game, just about like what had happened and like, how everything went down. Um, and I got to say, I loved the kid's attitude, man. Like it's really easy to kind of like get down on yourself when you give up a huge play like that. He seemed to have a super short memory, try to learn from it and go back out there and had a really great game after that. So really loving everything I see from the first round pick for a guy that I was like very, uh, ranging from like sour on to like, didn't really give a shit about this pick. Thought it was just kind of like a whatever pick. Um, I'm so happy with how this like to throw a rookie from a small school with penalty issues and a you know label the, the project player label into the fire as a starting left tackle in the league for a for a team that's not going to have its best quarterback playing and relies on the run so much. Tyler Smith has just played incredibly, and this was you know yet another one. Despite you know the stat sheet's not going to tell you he had a great game, but I think this is a huge game for him in the development of Tyler Smith into what we eventually hope he'll be, which is a dominant left tackle in this league. Yeah, it's great. I mean, he's, he's been everything you could have asked for. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's allowed, I think three sacks. I looked up earlier, five penalties, but dude, he's played 311 snaps. I mean, he's been so much better than what we feared when Tyron went out. Um, and Absolutely. Look, what really helps him not look as bad as the fact that the right side of the line has been flawless. Like the left side struggled at times, including Tyler and his he's, he's popped a few times on like run plays and power. And I'm, I've been very impressed with Tyler, but the right side of the line in general, I, I think I saw steel Martin and Biotish have combined for one sack allowed this year. It's fucking nuts, man. Like they're just not yeah. getting shit up on the right side. Like the three of them are really playing. I mean, Terrence Steele just continues to be an absolute steal, an undrafted right tackle that was that just doesn't play. happen in the league. He just very gets often, better man. and better, man. I mean, it's 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 quite incredible, honestly, um, how good that that line bends. But yeah, an, another very happy with Tyler. Could it be more thrilled to see how he he continues to get better and uh, you know having Tyron Smith and Jason Peters on the roster's gotta gotta be great. So. Absolutely. Um, from a you know the the offense in the air didn't have much is not much to write home about. Um, your leading yeah, receiver was CD Lamb, five for fifty three. Um, he did have you know a drop in a big moment, which you don't like to see, but it is what it is. It, Gallup it had a hit. pretty bad drop too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was, I was gonna say I don't remember CDs, but I wasn't watching. CD it got hit like right when he yeah, popped the ball, and he let it let go. That was, it was, it was one of those. It was one of those fight. where he just didn't complete the process of the catch. Like it, lo- everyone cheered because he caught it, and then you just, as they're like rolling to the ground, it pops out. And you're just like, if it was anyone but CD, like if he didn't have this monkey on his back about drops, like we would have just been like, okay, like he didn't make the catch. It is what it is. But because it's CD, of course, you're like, oh no way, a big third down that we needed to like see- put the game away. Crazy CD. I can't believe you didn't come up with that. But the Gallup one was wild too because it wasn't a great ball. It was kind of a duck that like, but it was in a uh, stomach. Rush, like rush floated 
And then Gallup seemed to like short arm it. I don't know if he lost like depth perception on where that ball was going to be, but he short armed the shit out of the ball. Um, and then what would have been like a pretty easy conversion uh, turned into a three and out, unfortunately. I mean, these are all kind of like, you know, not that big of a deal because uh, they won the game. But I'll also note that Dalton Schultz's one target came on the first drive. Uh, they tried to run like a little five-yard drag across the formation to convert the first third down uh, when we blocked the punt. And Cooper rushed through maybe his worst pass of the day, but Dalton Schultz probably could have had the ball too, and he also sucks. So, dude, Cooper Rush does not like Dalton Schultz. He is not yeah. like Dak. You know, well, he Schultz tends to like left pick, the game uh, again. Didn't he reactivate his injury? Actually, I think he's yeah, he need a knee with somebody. Time. I didn't yeah, even notice. He's, because well, uh, of course, his name uh, Hendershot and those other guys were also your boy Fergie, ASAP Ferg. Yeah, um, dude. I will say on the Gallup thing too, though he he had that terrible drop, but he had that nasty catch on third and fifteen to begin. Huge play, game. man. Huge play. Um, so Gallup is good for like uh, you know one of his baby baby Des performances. Um, I did like I said at the beginning, I really loved how they used both running backs. I I've loved this pattern they get into where it's. The first like series or two, or maybe series and a half, you're just getting pounded by Zeke, which this year he's done a really good job. Like it seems like he gets five yards of carry on those first two series. Like maybe he doesn't the whole game, but he really does move the chains effectively on those first couple drives. And then right as the the defense is starting to just like maybe wear down a little bit from taking these just like up the gut power runs, like Zeke's effectively like functioning as a fullback. They put in Pollard, who's totally fresh, ready to rock. And they get hit with like the home run ball right there. And it's happened in two of games out of the five that that first series with Pollard, they're just like, it's almost like the other team in their head is like, okay, this is how fast the Dallas running back is because they've been watching Zeke. And so that shit, that quick change of speed just by f subbing in Pollard after they've gotten used to like the drum and rhythm of Zeke, like just allows for him to take one to the house, which is awesome. And it's, it keeps like Pollard really fresh. It lets Zeke be in there for the blocking plays, which we had yet another play where like Pollard was accidentally in there for one of the passing blocking assignments, and he got Jalen Ramsey absolutely blasted. Yeah, rush. yeah I, mean, I just I can't believe I love him to death, but he cannot football. block. Yeah, oh I, I love I love Pollard to death. He's just not a blocker. It's just not what he's built to do. Um, so they both play. I, I think they both settled into their roles really, really well. I and saw something about this, and this I, I want to get both y'all's takes. It was a tweet. Uh, I forget who to give credit to, so I apologize. But was, <laughs> I'll say it was not my original, but someone said, if a play's blocked for four yards, or I think it was a play's blocked for two yards, Zeke will get you four to five yards. Pollard will get you two. If a play's blocked for 15 yards, Zeke will get you 15. Pollard will get you 45. And I thought that was very well said about the two of them yeah i think that makes sense um yeah pollard's pollard's had some breakaways where you know he's yeah he's, he's the home like run he's hitter done, he's done that several times yeah he's the home run hitter man um and he he works really well uh in that role and i love and i think that and and obviously the only way to know this would be to like try a, enough sample size games to make it work but i i have the feeling that if you gave Pollard 30 carries, the last 10 wouldn't be, or 15, wouldn't be nearly as effective. Like, I think he's used most effectively when he can be kept, like, really fresh, totally uninjured, like, 
and enabled to like, cause by like, dude, we know that by like week eight, Zeke's going to have something, you know what I mean? Like he's taken all these like goal line hits. Um, one play I really loved was the third down run where they had both of them on the field in split back formation and they gave it to Zeke like a fullback and he just like took it left and got the first down while the entire defense went to Pollard. Cause every time they're both on the field, you assume that it's Pollard getting the ball and Zeke running blocking and they ran like kind of a fullback dive short yardage play and it worked perfectly. He got like eight yards on a third and one. Um, so I think they're, they're being really smart about how they use both of those guys. Um, but ultimately, guys, I think the story of this game is is obviously the defense. Um, Again, they yeah. just continue to take their performance up a notch every single week, and it's it's really crazy. They might have the best defense in the league. I, I know a lot of people like San Francisco, and I do too. Also, San Francisco just had a myriad of like three of their big names, including Bosa, get hurt. But I mean, it's incredible, especially with what. Like, this is the best I've seen Tank play in a couple seasons. Like, he's clearly – I mean, he was good last year. I mean, it was basically a three-headed monster with him, Randy, and Parsons up front. And this year, you know, they obviously don't have Randy, but I feel Micah's gotten better and he's rushing more. I feel Tank's playing better, and now they have Dorrance getting in on the action. Um, yeah. They had like, 27 sacks in five games. It's fucking sur- – it's it's incredible right now. I mean, they can't keep possibly winning playing this style of football, but it's so impressive that they're able to to win right now. I mean, they, you know, I mean, who you, you could have picked any one of these guys. I mean, Dorrance was fantastic. Micah was playing with, like, clearly he's hobbled, which is kind of nervous for me. You know, he was grabbing his groin late in the game, and he still had two sacks. Um, and one of his sacks was kind of him and uh, – and he got held like crazy on a couple oh, yeah, plays too. So like Tank was there. He could have had three, time, four. So. Like it. He yeah. Yeah, he was very uh, adamant about that on Twitter. Which there was one that was really blamed, and there was a roughing the passer call that was god awful in this game. Late, I forget who. Not it, dude. That was. Although the the it's hard to make an argument that they had the worst uh, roughing the passer call of the Ooh. week because of the Tom Brady incident that we saw in the game before ours on Sunday. One Wait, of the, the craziest one, uh, things I've ever seen the in Derek an NFL Carr one game. right after. Yeah. I don't just know if you saw nuts. that one of the Chiefs. I didn't see night. that one. Oh, I didn't watch last night's boy, game. Boy, it is man, it may be the Brady one was bad. And I roll my eyes because of course it's Brady. He gets it. The one in the one I legitimately don't know what they could have done differently. Like he he seriously just he's hitting car from behind. So and he and he tries to knocks the ball out. You can see him grab the ball and try and brace with the ground, and they still said he put all his weight on it, and they called a roughing. It was, I thought those refs were about to get, get a run out the stadium. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I didn't get Zach. I didn't give you a chance to talk about the the defense. So uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you had any words on that. No, I actually, just agree with everything you said. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, but yeah, it was it was that was a terrible roughing call. Other than that, I didn't really see a whole lot. I mean, this game was kind of kind of a There's, grind. I mean, it wasn't a lot of action. I mean, there was the big Cooper Cup play and the big Pollard play, and then they really just traded a lot of punts and field goals, and the, the, the Rams never really, even after that, Cooper Cup was pretty invisible. They didn't really have much of a drive after that. I mean, 
it looks there was never a point at this game, I'll put it this way, that I felt like the Rams were actually going to come back and win. Like after the Pollard run, I just we basically felt like we played a home game. At that point, it looked like we owned the the front on both sides of the football. And I just I don't know how you win with that, right? For the Rams at least. Yeah, and I, dude, I've started to just at some point, I never thought I'd say this, but I just started to feel bad for Stafford. Um, the dude was just getting lit up all evening from every direction. Uh, he did not have time to really throw the ball. I also kind of knew, it, and again, this is so foreign for me as a Cowboys fan, to see the other team like running trick plays. Like when they did that fake punt, I was like, man, that is a sign of desperation. Like when you start pulling that out in like the first and second quarter, you're in real trouble. Yeah, they 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 got some protection issues in LA. They're down a couple guys and they clearly whiffed on Allen Robinson. It's clearly just their run game is awful. I, I don't know what they do. I mean, mainly because their O line is awful and they have basically Cooper Cup, and then checkdowns to Higby. They have no guy who can take a top off a of defense, so they're they're they just can't score. I mean, that touchdown I read was their only court. It was their first, their only touchdown in the last nine quarters of football. So I mean, they're Oof. really struggling to put points. And as bad as our offense looked, I mean, we were pretty much a Pollard home run away. We still had, you know, two or three field goal drives. Besides that, that were at least semi well one wasn't really a drive we got the ball at like the 10 but we still had two decent drives i mean they had nothing i mean they're i know this is a cowboys podcast and but to show our defense or how bad their offense went it went for them fumble give up touchdown block punt then they did have a field goal drive six play punt the cooper cup touchdown punt 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 missed field goal which was incredible punt interception fumble I mean, Man. Jesus, that's tough. <laughs> that is, uh, looking at it, actually, like the only, the longest drive we had that resulted in a field goal was 53 yards. The other ones were 35 and five. Yeah. Like, I, we did, we didn't really go far. We had one. On no. And that's what I meant. The game wasn't very pretty. And that's no, why it wasn't. I, I wanted to say late. I don't know how y'all felt. They kicked a field goal to go up 20. They went up like 12, 12 to 10. I know the Rams weren't doing anything, but I would have been okay with rolling the dice there at fourth and one oh, on absolutely. 30. Absolutely. Up, I was up by nine. By go ahead and like, go ahead and try and close that game out. I mean, obviously it worked out there, but they did give the Rams two extra drives after that is my only point, which would have, you know, been enough, but I guess, you know, when you're, you have that much faith in your defense, you don't feel like you need to put up a ton of points. I just thought that was a little little interesting. I, I'm always pro going forward on fourth and one. I know there's been a ton of analytics talk this season because teams are going for fourth a bunch and situations that are wild and Casey and <laughs> Casey and Vegas were going for two late in the game and some questionable spots. But um, anyway, I, I thought that was a little, little interesting on that drive that they decided to uh, – to kick the field goal, but uh, Maher just doesn't miss, man. He's a stud. So, dude, it's a. Uh, I'm still, I'm still getting used to the Maher being a clutch piece of the equation thing, but 
I'll take it, man. I'll certainly take it. How, how long do you think Myers going to keep it up, though? That's my thing. That's what I'm always worried about. <laughs> God, dude, dude, I mean, kickers, kickers are, are weird, dude. Bases, man. I know. I like, say, kickers are weird. Like, he, he might be good for the next 10 years. <laughs> for real. Dude, it sounds crazy. That's, that's how it works. I've seen it happen. Like That's true. I, yeah, there is this story about, I forget, some big kicker back in the, like, 60s or 70s. This is one of the all-timers who, like, started in the league, was terrible, then went and played overseas and then played in like can't like maybe not overseas but played on all these like random like tiny league teams and all that and then got brought in on a practice squad and then somehow it's like a 13-year veteran after getting run out of the nfl um it was one of the best ever like seven years into his career he found it like kickers are just they're they're specialists man i don't know so i i mean he's got it right now and uh Thank fuck, because he probably lost us as many games last year or two years ago as, as he's won us this year. So, dude, I, I am I am thoroughly enjoying one hundred percent Maher. So, hey, keep it up, buddy. Um, um, the Cooper Rush story was kind of funny. Um, his final stat line was ten of sixteen for one hundred and two yards. He was sacked three times this game. Um, is a 16.7 QBR good? No, it's very low, Andy. Although, okay, all right. I looked, he is still fifth in the NFL in QBR. So that's so that is shocking. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> I mean, dude, QB, QBR is a bizarre stat in general. Like, I don't really understand how it's calculated or how it works. Um, it's but hey, it is, but it is a little better than just straight passer rating. That's all passer I'm rating saying. is a, just a made up number. It's <laughs> just it's every odd stat that, yeah. yeah, just takes. I don't know. It, it, like, honestly, passer rating for me is a pass fail stat. Like, it's like if it's a if it's a triple digit number, it means you did pretty good. And if it's like obviously below room temperature, then you did bad. That's about all the, the data I can glean from it. That said, he did have a bad passer rating, too, of 80 which uh, in today's NFL is pretty bad. That was like the standard in the 90s, but... Yeah. Um, but, man, the uh, ultimately, the Cowboys pretty much just handled this team. Uh, I was say, there's not a lot of fanfare. Like, I don't know where you guys want to go with this. I mean, there's it's, just... It's tough to know, like, what... Yeah, I was going to say, like, what to even uh, so talk I, about with this, with this particular game because they just showed up, handled business. I loved what I saw Tank say where he was like, they, a, a reporter asked Tank... Um, about being three to one underdogs or uh, five five and a half point underdogs in Vegas, and he was like, "Sometimes you wish you could go bet because they're just handing out free money over there." And I was like, "Tight, tight." So best, man. they're having a, they're having fun with it. Um, I mean, I think really this game was a beautiful setup for what will be a huge showdown this Sunday. Uh, the Eagles managed to like fucking luck and trick their way into uh, yet another I did not get to see much win. of their game but it looked like they got I saw the very end highlights and I was like god that's fucking so... missed field goal yeah the, the the cardinals who for the record are fucking bad okay it's a bad football team would have beat this supposed super bowl bound juggernaut if it weren't for a missed kick on top of that we have yet another I mean dude these guys the, the eagles run the triple option like they don't have a quarterback they have an extra running back. Like Jalen Hurts is what people used to accuse Lamar Jackson of being, except he's not nearly as dynamic as J Lamar Jackson. 
So Jalen Hurts rushed 15 times for 61 yards and two touchdowns. He basically just like punches him in on the goal line, Tebow style. He threw for zero touchdowns yet again. Like this dude cannot throw the fucking football despite having like one of the better set of weapons in the entire league. Him and Russ um, are tied for four touchdown passes on the season. The yeah, I believe it. Although uh, the difference is like Cooper Rush Hurts is going to go back to the bench, like and Jalen Hurts is like the leading candidate for MVP right now somehow, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. So he really is the betting favorite right now. Yeah, that's that's truly absurd. But point is, we will be playing the five and zero Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Philly has done just a world tour of beatdowns. I mean, they beat the Lions, who are, you know, the Lions have won a ton of games, like the one game against the Commanders, and that's it. They beat them by three points, so that's that's super impressive. They beat Minnesota. They beat the Commanders. Uh, that's super cool. Uh, Jacksonville, amazing powerhouse team. And then, yeah, the missed kick. So, I mean, I don't know what what, what more you could want on a resume other than, like, uh, teams that combine for like five total wins uh, in five teams, but that's that's pretty incredible. Um, we I mean, are going to play them in Philly. Their schedule gets like after us. They play Pittsburgh, who may be the worst team in the NFL. Houston, who may also be the worst team in the NFL. Washington, who may also be the worst team in the NFL. And the Indianapolis Colts, who somehow are five hundred, but may also be the worst team in the NFL. So. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much have four cakewalks after they play us, and they get a bye week after they play us. So, um, I mean, I hate to say it, I just it, it's going to be if you want to win the division, it looks like it's a pretty crucial must-win game. I don't think Dallas is there because I think the NFC is so open that, and you're in such a good spot that it's not a must-win by any standard. It's probably a bigger game for Philly than for Dallas. In my opinion, I don't know if y'all agree, but uh, yeah, I'm just saying Philly's going to, unless they do something just magically bad with injuries, I can't imagine them not making a playoff run or some, I mean, to lose the division at this point would have to be pretty bad on their part or pretty great on Dallas's part. Or New York, who we forget is somehow 4-1, and one, which is laughable. They beat Green Bay this week in London. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe when I saw that they had beat Green Dude, Bay. They were that down makes like no sense. To zero. They were, they were getting their ass kicked. And then Rodgers went – I was reading through Thread trying to figure out what the hell happened on this game. And Giants fans – I mean, Packers fans were livid. They just they said Rodgers just went full hero mode. Just full, I'm going to win this game. They refused to run on third and fourth and short late in the game. Awesome. Stopped handing. Yeah, it, it just went basically full – Full hero mode, Rodgers, and yeah, I mean they're they lost. So I mean the Giants are somehow four and one. They're gonna fuck around and sign Daniel Jones, who I think had just about as many passing yards as Cooper Rush just did. So, God, that is fucking absurd. Truly fucking absurd. But hey, you know, to each their yeah. own. Um, yeah. What it, what is really funny is that the NFC East has now become like all of a sudden, like a division worth talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, you have a 5-0 and team and two 4-1 and teams. Like, it's not a joke to call it the best division in football. I mean, do I believe the Giants are going to be 4-1? and Fuck no. I think they have a better chance of winning four games than they do 10 games, even from this point. But, um, 
it is what it is. Record, you are what your record says you are. Ain't that right, Dak? Maybe or Zach? Maybe 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 yeah. Danny Dimes. Ooh, we should we should call we should call Zach Dak from now on. Dak, he loves that. I would. That sound that's fun. I enjoy that. Um, but so the Eagles, the Eagles yeah. yes, the Eagles game. We are playing them. We're playing them in Philadelphia. I will say this, boys. I don't think Dak's playing. Um, I don't want to think go either. I think we would have heard by now. Uh, he had a doctor's appointment today. I don't think you're doing the doctor's appointment on Tuesday. If you know, like, I think you're doing that Monday. If uh, you want the full week of practice, if if you're going to play the Eagles, um, I also Zach, I, I'm going to agree with you. I I think it's I think it would be a little bit just a generally a bad idea to throw Dak back into the fire, like against the Philadelphia Eagles. Like there's such a narrow band of good outcomes there. Like if they win, but he looks rusty because he hasn't thrown in a month and he hasn't used his hand to grip a football in a month, there's still going to be bullshit about rush. If they lose, obviously that's a catastrophe. However, if you send rush in there, really it's all upside. Like if they win, Fuck yeah! Like they beat the the Eagles with their backup, so and Dak gets another week, or they lose and we're able to just be like, and if we keep it close, we're just like, dude, y'all are fucked. As soon as Dak's back, we we own y'all. So I feel like that's the best possible situation for us is just to keep keep it rolling with the rush hour for now. I mean, my um, main, but I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Re-injuring his thumb or making it worse because Eagles are yeah. they're dirty fucking players. You know they're gonna go for it. For that, sure, that's my main concern, and my thought is, I mean, I do agree with a bet. Uh, I can't remember now which one of you said it. This is a more important game for the Eagles than it is for us. I think for the way sure. we're playing right now, we're basically guaranteed a wild card spot. I mean, obviously, we don't know how the season's going to go or how the rest of the NFC is going to be, but as it is now, it with our schedule, we're probably going to the playoffs. It seems like we're everyone's putting us down as uh, favorites for that. We don't really need to win the division. Yeah, I mean, our chance to make the playoffs that ESPN has is like 96.3. I think Vegas before our win had us at like minus two something. So, yeah, I mean, it looks pretty good for us. I mean, look, there's only three four-win teams, two four-win teams in the NFC, right? Or three four-win teams in the NFC. And it's us the Vikings and the Giants, and then you have the Eagles are 5-0. and I don't believe the Giants are for real. Minnesota might be okay. And then the Niners are probably better than 3-2. and two. Green Bay looks pretty mortal. Tampa Bay has such an easy schedule, but they haven't looked good in any game. Even the game they beat us, they look pretty meh. So, I mean, they're honestly winning games the same way we are. They have a really good defense, and they just kind of do enough offensively. So and the Rams look like shit. So I guess to go back to your point, yeah, I mean it looks it looks good for us to make the playoffs, especially in key if a healthy Dak comes back. And that's, that's where go back to Andy's point and about whether or not Dak should play. What Andy said earlier about how you know we're not going to win the Super Bowl with this team that we have right now that we put out on the field last Sunday. Absolutely not. Like we're going to need a healthy Dak if we have any chance or hope of doing anything in the playoffs. And yeah, so my thought I mean, is, let's keep Dak healthy as much as we possibly can. Like, don't put him yeah, back in that. early. 
no one's really no one of any intelligence or ability to make a decision is actually thinking let's keep cooper rush Dak's job is not actually in danger at all in my opinion i don't think anyone it's a fu- it's it's a really fun doing meme, that though. it is it's hilarious i love it but you know it's not gonna happen they're gonna make the bad choice and go with the loser but it's what it is <laughs> and so they're committed zach you know it's it's a salary thing you know, I know it's if it's up to it's, zach it's who sells jerseys Zeke and Pollard would just be sit- – I mean, Zeke and Dak would just be sitting over there watching games while Rush and Pollard just tore the NFL a new one this season. God. But we're stuck. We we're can stuck dream we the new dynasty, but – Dude, I, I mean, it's funny to joke about until, like, I'm at work. I showed Ben a couple of these fucking pings I got from this person I work with. You know, I she's a really cool chick, but her her husband is a big Cowboys fan, and she's like, I don't get why y'all are so into Dak. I'm just like, well, I mean, like, I'm I don't even know if we're so into Dak. We just, you know, he's he's definitely like objectively better than Cooper Rush. We do the and, same dance with Tony. Yeah, but I mean, dude, this is so much worse than that. Like Dak is Dak is a starting quality quarterback. Cooper Rush is not. Like this this would be like me being like No. I don't know if it was me. You might have froze it, there for a second. Yeah, oh, I, sorry. I heard no, of that. I, oh, sorry. I was just saying, like, I would say it's even worse than that because at least when the Dak Tony thing was happening, like, we considered Dak to be the quarterback of the future, or could we be. know like the question? Yeah, like, could, maybe could he be. might be. Yeah. This is like if when Romo got hurt before that, and we put John Kitna in, and Kitna held down the fort. If there were people that were like, I don't know, man, I think Kitna might be the guy. Like that's that's what's so crazy. So, yeah, I. I should clarify quickly. I, I guess I more meant we did this dance with Tony where people would ask us, like, man, why do y'all like Tony? He's a loser. Y'all don't win. Oh, yeah. I was like, dude, because yeah. he's like the 10th best quarterback in the league. Like, <laughs> we're not saying he's the best, but it's hard to it's hard to get better. Like, I'm not here to say Dak is better than the five people that six, seven people you want to rank. That, that's the of, other thing is like the, half the time good. half the time when you talk to these people, and this girl's definitely one of them, she's always like, I mean. I'm just saying you like you look at guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and they just seem better than Dak. I'm like, well, they yes, they are. <laughs> I don't do you have a are you holding on to a secret method by which we can get Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? Like, I don't and then she went it's on like LeBron this, James the, the and Kobe Bryant uh, are so good. Like you guys are like just kind of settling. Mr. Right? Snyder yeah, like, called them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and then she goes. She she also has the attitude of uh, and I hate that I'm just like trashing this girl, dude, because she is really cool. But uh, this is a. She also has like the attitude that definitely leads you to being like the New York Jets. She goes, "Did you hear that Lamar Jackson wants like 250 million dollars?" I was like, "Yeah. I mean, that's kind of you know the market for quarterbacks. Like Deshaun Watson got that, and he's not Lamar Jackson." She goes, "If I was an owner, I'd just be like, no, you can't." like see ya and i'd be like and i was like okay he would be like great like i don't know what what do you think would be the outcome of that you'd call their bluff and they would be like no i can't no no one else will pay me to play quarterback what <laughs> like yeah so i think that that is a big piece of it is like a huge chunk of the fans like just do not understand the business of football and like people that are like seriously out here on the cooper rush thing and buying into like skip bayless's bit do not realize how hard it is. And Dallas has been spoiled. Like it's so easy for, to forget the dark days between Aikman and Romo, dude, it was fucking ugly, man. And we got, we have gotten 
some teams got really blessed. Like people used to like rave about how the Colts got so lucky because they got Peyton for like 15 years. And then right when Peyton left, they got Andrew Luck. Dallas managed to get Tony Romo as an undrafted free agent and say what you will about Tony, but to get a guy that good for nothing and then have him be that way for like a decade is nuts. And then to immediately get a guy in the fourth round who almost immediately ascends to like a similar 12 to eight range of QB, like that is just so fucking lucky. Now I'll be the first to tell you the Cowboys kind of squandered those both of those situations by not putting the correct teams around those guys um but still like comparing to have compared that to having to like do what like the giants or the or washington's had to do which is like burn a hundred first round picks try out a hundred free agents sign carson wentz to a 30 million dollar deal like year five of i bet this is the year danny dimes figures out how to play quarterback like man it's a hell of a lot better so i'll i'll, I'll ride with dak for now that's why I, I do see all, all on our Cowboys. The whole thing is people are like, no, I'm not saying that Rush is better than Dak, but we're winning the same amount at like at best. So like why don't why are we paying Dak 40 million? We can just take that 40 million and put it elsewhere in the offense. Which I was making fun of in the beginning. We're like they're basically, whether they know it or not, trying to argue the QB position is irrelevant. You know, why, why pay yeah, just get any sure. guy who can like kind of throw it and just boost everyone else, bro? Bro, it's so funny you say that because that same girl, I can't, I'm again, I'm just dunking on this shape. She goes, What I would do is I would just get a guy that's pretty good and then pay him not very much. And that way, if it works out, I look like a genius. And if it doesn't work out, no one would be mad at me since they're not supposed to be that good. I was like, Yeah, that's not how the NFL would work at all. If you sign some bum at QB and he sucked, they wouldn't be like, Well, our expectations were low. So you can stay our head coach for $10 million a year. <laughs> like, so good so good so yeah um, ultimately, to, go, uh, to go all the way back to that i was just yeah, gonna yeah, say please. Uh, i guess to put a point on the end of this uh i don't think dak is going to play uh last i no, heard they were discouraged so about his progress last week and his gripping the ball i just can't imagine they're gonna i heard he can grip my but the thing i heard today was he can grip but he has not thrown a football in a month and that seems so, kind of important for all quarterbacks not named Jalen Hurts to yeah. probably need to. Our throw guy, we are unfortunately in a situation where our guy plays the quarterback position. And so that is going to be key to his skill set. Um, yeah, we, we can't all be lucky enough to just run a three running back set with like four pass plays tucked into the back of the playbook like the Eagles have. Um, but we'll see. By the way, did you guys? I know these mean nothing. Do you guys ever look at power rankings like ESPN's power rankings or NFL's power rankings? Do you see where the Cowboys? See where the Cowboys are this week in ESPN's power it? rankings? We're like top five, five, baby, or three. We are five, dude. We're know, five. There's five thirty-eight. So many teams, which man. I don't respect too much. They have us as number three. As just that's best crazy, teams. dude. I mean, it's it's Kansas City, Buffalo, Philly, Minnesota, Dallas, like. I'll say this. I have always, I really lo have loved that we've kind of flown under the radar until like the last two weeks is really when this started peaking. Like the rush hour thing got really big and like people started being like the, the defense, the defense. Um, now the pressure is probably going to be dialed up a little bit. Although I do feel like this team is built for it. Defense travels well, but 
it's crazy, man. I mean, again, I've, I said it last week, but four weeks ago, dude, I, I was totally sold that this season was fucking done. I mean, we were sitting here being like, we're going to win five games. <laughs> we might win five games by Sunday. Yeah. You know, I, I said Micah was good enough to win us a game or two. I didn't realize he was good enough to win every game for us. And that's on me. <laughs> that's really on me. I mean, that's when people are talking again about this Cooper rush thing, look, Dallas hasn't scored 25 points in a fucking game this season. The NFL average used to be like 20. We scored 25 so, against the Panthers. Um, more than 25. Ah, okay. Since I called you out, you had to change it. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> so the point is like, they just, they're not doing a whole lot offensively. Okay, See, it, they have a couple of big splash plays. They rush has had a couple of nice moments at the end of games. They've had a couple pop plays from Pollard, um, and that's been enough because their defense is outstanding. And right now, through five weeks, statistically, is like the fourth best pressure rate in NFL history since they started tracking pressure rate fifteen years ago. So, like, they're it's unsustainable. Is my point? Like the single most important stat. That rush has is zero turnovers. Yeah, and that's that's by luck because there's three you know. at least two interceptions that got called back, and I don't know how we didn't lose that ball last game when uh, the strip sack. Yeah, dude, he's he's had a couple where I'm just he, he gets pretty lucky. He's, hey, I will take it. I will absolutely take it. But so. I want to talk about uh go back a little bit to the Eagles game. Unless you guys had nothing more to say about that. No, please oh, do. No, no, yeah, sorry. We we've been jumping around. We can uh, oh, I know, so put a bow on it. Cowboys do uh completely win and the Rams look bad and we are uh 4 and 1. Moving on. Sunday night, Zach, go. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm to always talk about how the Eagles, you know, oh, they're stacked on both sides. But you know, looking at just their points, okay, 38 against the Lions. That's pretty good. But then, you know, 24, 24, 29 and 20 really not better than what we're putting up with rush offensively just an overall scores i'm saying i don't know none of us really believe in jalen hurts uh they're a run heavy team if you shut down that run or even like damage it heavily i'm saying this team is putting up no points at all not actually zero i agree like six nine the thing i'm concerned about is their defense which is really good and the question is just if they're going to put it like six or nine points on us, can we do the same? Or are we just going to do three and outs constantly, maybe get a field goal in? That, that's where I'm worried about is how is our offense going to play against in this game? Like, this is a game that I think that our offense is going to need to win it. Mm, I, I think your key to success is again. You have to hope the defense is overwhelmingly better than Philly's offense. I, I just don't see this team offensively. That they haven't showed me anything that they can go out and put up four touchdowns at a game. No, there are those. Oh, I, I think our defense is basically going to heavily stop their offense. But it's not going to be, say, like in this Rams game where the defense just shut it down and our offense can just kind of walk their way to a couple of points here and there, and that was good enough. I'm sure that our offense will not be able to just walk their way to a couple of points next game. They're going to have to really fight for every single point against a really yeah, good yeah, defense. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's, that's where I'm worried about. I think that's where 
I feel like that's the area where I'm not certain if they can actually do that or not. Now, the other side is maybe our defense just gets a shitload of turnovers, which hopefully, I mean, that's entirely possible. I mean, nothing would bring me more joy maybe in the entire world than like Micah Parsons just breaking Jalen Hurts in half on like the third play from scrimmage and him coughing up a fumble. And that's just kind of it. Like the spirit, they're just broken in spirit. There is, I'm telling you, there is a timeline out there in the multiverse where this is the Broncos game for them. You know what I mean? Like, they just run into the wrong team at the wrong time. I mean, they're 5-0, and but they haven't really seen that many people yet. They have squeaked. I mean, they're starting already. I mean, dude, we did not, other than the Pats game on the road in week five last year where we had to win in overtime, weeks like two through six were pretty dominant showings for the Cowboys last season. They're already where we were. I think other than hype in the back half of last year where it's like, yeah, they're, they're winning games, but they're playing inferior competition and they're squeaking by based on like happenstance and the right bounce. I think there's a really, I think the Cowboys have a good shot of, of upsetting this team. I really do. Yeah, I I agree with that. The point I'm going to put money on it, but. You know, unlike the Rams game, I felt fairly confident we were going to win. Much the closer we got to this one, like, you know, my gut, my heart tells me that the rush hour is never going to stop. But this part of my brain saying, like, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe Dude, I'll, 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 I'll be honest. I, I thought that if there was going to be a come to Jesus, it was going to be this week because it's like you start like, okay. Don't get me wrong, like they've been able to do this, keep it together, drive the bus. Like Jalen Ramsey's on the field, Aaron Donald's on the field. The defense can point. do a lot for you, but like, hey man, they went out and absolutely decimated that team. So suddenly I'm like, hey, maybe they're just that fucking good. And we can maybe we can let this one go. So I yeah, struggle I'm a, with 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 both these teams and the fact that you could Make a bit of an argument that maybe, well, I mean, our win against Cincy, I think, is pretty good. Although Cincy's still figuring things out, I think that's pretty good. I think you could kind of make the argument the Rams might be pretty bad at this point. Um, I think also, are. I don't think they've really beat anyone. Yeah, like, I mean, the, the Rams are two and three. They were they played three good teams, us, Buffalo, and the Niners, and they got smacked in all three of them. So... You know, it's one of those, like, I was listening to a podcast on the way down to the beach. And originally, when we did the pod, we left it. I said, oh, the the Rams will figure it out. They'll beat us. And then I was listening about just how porous their offensive front's been. And I have, like, fantasy assets on the Rams, so I've, I've watched them. And they, I was like, yeah, they have no run game. Stafford's always been kind of in the DAC range of QBs, in my opinion. He's never really been a top five, six, seven guy. He's a better-than-average quarterback. Maybe hit peak, he plays pretty good, above average, but... He's put up some gaudy numbers, like, yeah, with some and, good guys, but, yeah. And and they have, and they he and he's phenomenal in the playoffs last year. But, in general, like, 
I kind of go back and to your come to Jesus kind of comment, Andy is like, maybe this Rams team just like they were really top heavy. They went all in and now they've lost some of the pieces of that top. I will say it is really funny like to read like their subreddit where during that game, they're like, we need to trade for the best uh, left tackle in football tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, man, y'all just don't get it. Do you like it's over? Like you can you can only do that once. You can't just like continuously do that forever. Like they really did fall into this pattern. Where they were just like, let's just trade two more first round picks. It's like, dude, you don't have any first round picks until like 2030. Like no one wants a 2032 first round pick for their best player right now. Like that that well dried up last year. So yeah, I think I think we're done with that. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. I think the Rams time, you know, and they might figure it out as they get healthier in the second half. They're like I said, their offensive line sucks, but um I guess my point is I think Philly is a more complete team. Whatever we think of hurts, like I've always thought the argument against Philly being getting hyped this offseason was the fact that like outside of Hurts, they just don't really scare you. The Eagles are more complete than the Rams, even at the receiver position. They don't have a Cooper Cup, but AJ Brown, Devonta Smith are nice. Goddard's nice. Their offensive line's better. Miles Sanders is better than anyone the Rams have back there. Well, Hertz Eagles is, are uh they might be out too with their offensive line in this game. Oh really? Uh, Jordan that would be pretty nice. Mylata is questionable, and so is uh, their center Jason Kels, Kelsey, or Kelsey. Or whatever. Damn, dude! So it's gonna be They're, it's gonna be the Lane Johnson possible. show, huh? And apparently, they also Landon Dickerson and Isaac Samalu also have injuries. Apparently, although I don't think any of them are specifically out. I also want to make sure Micah's going to go in this one. I think he will because he's Micah, but he was definitely feeling pain at the end of that game. Yeah, I and groins are just something like I just really don't want to see the lion go too crazy there with that if that's that's hindering. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's a it's a it's a, it's a weird one where, like, I do think the Eagles. I can't call them the best team in the league as I still think the Bills are better. Although the Bills have had some weird games, but the Eagles they they'll be a a much tougher test I think than the Rams and unlike the Rams, they'll actually look forward to this game. We won't have an actual home field advantage. We will be on hostile grounds in the link with maybe the Eagles most hype that they've ever been to play us in five seasons. What so, we hope for is kick their ass early on and then their fans just boo them. Well, the and the I was going to get and back they to that. essentially serve as our fans. The best thing we can do is put pressure on them late. They have not, trailed in a single game in the second half all season so they have had i think i saw a stat that they've scored like 98 points in the second quarter which is 60 more than their opponents so they have just started front running on people i mean even the jaguars game they got down 14 nothing and then scored like 24 points in the rest of the, the half to take the lead so um i don't know i guess i don't know where we're going for prediction i just i do think it'll be a a, the toughest test of this this Dallas team for sure, and I I think it's a bigger game for Philly. I don't know if that's an advantage or not. You know, it could. You know, we we've seen it sometimes where you get your head too on fire for a game, right? And you just you don't come out as as you come out a little tighter than you might otherwise. But I do think you know this is probably the best uh, all around team that we've played 
this season. So I do love Suriname saying he. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're pl- uh, they're planning for Parsons for every single play. Which on hands like well, <sighs> obviously, but also just nice. Yeah, yeah. Focus Dude, all your attention on him. Let the other guys feast. It's so nice listening to national media or even flipping on a podcast or whatever and or reading in you know enemy tweets or enemy subreddits and seeing like well i mean mike is a fucking freak because like even Diggs got disrespected on dak got respected on even des or cd although des used to get a lot of props which is my favorite thing about des is opposing fan bases always respected him like mike is in that rarefied air where everyone's like well the other defense is pretty good i mean mike is a fucking beast but and I just love that. I just love that every game. I, like, wow, Parsons is a freak. So I always read uh, Blogging the Boys does that segment, Trolling the Nation, where they go through like the subreddit, the game thread for uh, the game, and they just take uh, opposing fans' uh, messages about the Cowboys and they timestamp them so you can see it like throughout the game, uh, lined up with the events of the game. So it'll be like, you know, Dorrance Armstrong, strip sack returned by Lawrence for a touchdown and it'll show all the comments that came exactly right after that in response to that happening. They're always really great. They come out the day after the game and this week's was titled. It was a quote from one of the comments. It was like, Micah Parsons is a home wrecker. <laughs> like, yes. So sick. Yeah. I mean, he's, if you win, it's another freak game from him. Right. And I, I wish he was a hundred percent for this one. Cause I think he's, I think he's a little banged up. Um, so I don't know, boys. I don't know if y'all want to, if we want to get into predictions, I mean, let's do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we got left for, for, for let's do it. B walk, start us off. Will the Cowboys streak continue or does it, fi- does rush hour finally end at rush hour for LA riot? <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting in rush hour for four weeks now. I love it. I picked us to lose last week, but I will say on Sunday, I woke up, bet us to cover, and then made a separate bet on us to money line and the under. Because I said, if we're going to win, it's going to be the defense doing its work. And that hit. So the Cowboys just made me a a nice little payday. Um, I appreciate that. Will I wake up and feel the same way about Philly on Sunday? You know me. I'm always I'm always more skeptical early in the week. And then I get hyped as, as we get there. So I'm at my like, peak skepticalness of our ability to win this game. I'm going to say... 24-10, Philly. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Zach, thoughts? Yeah. Maybe 13. I don't, I don't right. like we'll that. Us- I don't like that at all. No. No. I am going to go... Uh, you know, give me one second, just to do the math, to make sure I'm not saying something stupid. Cut, cut that out, by the way. No, just, just do another 80 to zero. I mean, I already told one person what it's going to be 140 to zero, all safeties. But I love it. No, 70 think, safeties. You know, fire we're both, prediction. Doing math. We're both be under 20. I think we're going to win by maybe two field goals. So pick your numbers. <laughs> but the, they'll score like over it. 10. But so, but I don't. Yeah. No, we're going to win. It's going to be close. Yes. It's going to be uh, due to turnovers. Jalen Hurts will resign oh. football after this. I love it. I love it. All right. You know, I've gone back and forth on this one. Um, especially with Dak not playing, 
it definitely alters like what I think is this team is capable of. But man, when I did my deep dive on the Eagles this week, I just don't think they're that good. I really don't. I think they are. I think they're going to turn back into a pumpkin at midnight. I, I think that's what this is. I think they are a product of media hype. I said it in the off season when they, they got like, who is the, who did they get? Like CJ Gardner, whatever that corner. And they CJ were like, Gardner is this the best, thing. is this the best roster in NFL history? Have we ever seen a team this loaded? And I was like, man, it's kind of crazy that like a signing that would go probably under the radar on a lot of teams, like suddenly makes this fucking like nine and seven team from last year, a super bowl favorite. That's pretty crazy. And Man, I really do. I think tinfoil hat is just like one of those weird, like media, <laughs> like they just all got a memo that was like, we got to make, we got to have Dallas versus Eagles this year. That's the thing. So yeah, ultimately, uh, I am picking the Dallas Cowboys to win this game. I do think it is mostly defensive. Uh, the D- I respect the Eagles defense. They have a lot of playmakers. I don't think rush is going to like suddenly turn into like some elite passer, um, look for Pollard and Zeke to get enough done on the ground to where uh, I don't think we're going to have to score that much to win this game. I'm saying uh, 23 to 16 Cowboys in the link. And mm. then let me tell you, man, I'm going to spend a, a solid week just drinking Eagle tears on the internet and talking shit because, man, they are just way too big they are way too high on their horse for Dude, a five we, for week five if we beat them in this one that will be like that's some shit they can't live down like they've been so arrogant about how good this team is they were so quick to throw dirt on us after week one they were so demonstrative about how good hertz has been in this roster and um god if they eat humble pie that'd be great i, I said on our preseason pod that we're going to split with them um which i still believe i just think this is the one where uh it's weird though because andy's right like they i just look at their next four games are so easy that if they lose this one i still think they win the next four and do i really think philly that's where i go to are they really going to start 10 and 0 because that's what it feels like if they beat us they would go 10 and 0 because their next games are just so fucking easy and if that's the case I don't think they're a 10-0 team. So then I go back to, well, they have to lose to someone. It's probably us. It's probably an ugly division game. But I think, I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I'm sticking with my prediction because I think it's good luck. And that's the end of it. It's the end of my like waffling. It. I mean, say what you will about the Eagles schedule. Dude, if after this game, who who oh, who's going to stop nice us, too. huh? Who going to stop us, huh? Really nice. I mean, before this season, before this season, I was like, okay, with the Bengals, that's a tough game. The Rams, that's a, that's a, that's a loss. I like penciled it in. Like, I was like, that's a loss. Mm -hmm. Philly, whatever. I was like, Green Bay at Green Bay, loss. Minnesota's can be, Minnesota can be hard. Indy, like, that's a hard game. Now I'm like, bro, we're playing the bummiest of the bums. Green Bay looks awful. They lost to the fucking Giants. Like, that's sad. And we already beat the Rams and the Bengals. Yeah, dude. I mean, we if we beat Philly, dude, this shit's a wrap. We went in the Super Bowl, son. Gosh, man, this that would be so great, dude. That'd be so great. Baby, baby goats, first year of life. Baby goats, first Super Bowl. We do play Lions at home, Bears at home. Packers on the road, Vikings on the road. 
I don't know. The Packers are a weird team. I think they need to figure. We got to go to Duval, field. dude. Yeah, before tough, tough, tough spot Trust to play, me. We'll, oh, we'll get tough there. Spot we'll, to play we'll, in Duval, we'll dude. Get there. Must say that's before, already uh, been penciled in as a loss for me. But the Packers Giants game, I did see a quote saying the Packers are lucky that the Giants exist. Otherwise, everyone would be talking about how they're the, they're the most fraudulent four and one team. There you go. <laughs> and then they lost to the Giants. Yeah. Dude, so we got to we got to do Star yeah. Love. We got to do Star Love Goat, and then we got to do book reports real quick. Because I told my wife we were only going to do an hour. I'm gonna get in trouble for being on the uh, pod too long, guys. All right, I don't even need to, to to refresh Star Love Goat. Player of the games. If you don't know what the segment is by now, um, hopefully you figure it out. Boys, I'm gonna start with y'all. Y'all caught the whole thing. Who wants to go first? Zach, hit us. Demarcus uh, Lawrence. Nice. Wow. Just love it. He just went in. He just went right at it. Love Tank getting a, a love of the game, dude. That rules. We're in the middle of a little tank you know? Did you see his tweet about Devontae Adams? I loved that. Yeah, that was sick. Hilarious. B-Walk, who's the walk, who's the walk star star of the game? Dorrance Armstrong. Nice. I I am going defense as well. Uh, a little bit under the radar guy. He didn't show up huge on the stat sheet, but ultimately I think that we witnessed this dude's best game in a Cowboy uniform, and he did make a difference. Uh, the goat of the game goes to my boy Sam Williams. Mm. Rookie action. Uh, dude. Sam Sam played himself a hell of a game. When I went back and watched tape, dude, he was all over the ball. He got tons of push. They used him. They started using him as like a, a true stand-up D end a lot of the time. And he was throwing dudes around. He got a tackle for loss. Um, he was in on some of those like pressure sacks. He's gonna be a weapon later down the stretch. Like when we get into the postseason, you're gonna see I'm, I'm predicting you see Sam Williams make a play a la tank versus the Lions uh in 2014 postseason, where uh tank uh, strip sack Stafford to win the game. I think you see Sam Williams make a play like that in his rookie year. So very stoked for Mr. Sam Williams. Well, there you go. Congrats to Sam Williams, his first goat of the season. Love. I missed one of your weeks, but I think that's the first tank of the season and the first Armstrong of the season for me. Mm. Love seeing new, love seeing new what, blood what get up you in miss here. For me? Week three, which would have been Washington week. Diggs. It was? I think it was Diggs. Do you have me Diggs for any other time? Or was week three Giants week? Yeah, week three was Giants week. Giants. Sorry. Yeah, week four. Was I'll, I'll, we'll find that out later. Andy has to leave or she'll beat the yeah, shit out of him. Okay. That's fine. I book think report. I actually missed Andy in that one too. Yeah, let's let's knock out these book reports real quick, boys. Oh uh, well, me and Andy can do it at the same time because yeah, we had a showdown boys, of we had a showdown boys, this weekend. My boys showdown. My boys were a seven point home favorite. The third time in Trevor Lawrence's career, he has been a favorite against Houston, and the third time in Trevor Lawrence's career that Houston has dog walked him and just made him look like a little boy. You know, I thought T Dog. I thought T Dog was a full blown prop. I brought him to the big. You know, there's like the little dog park and then like the big dog park when you go there. I brought him to the big side. I thought he was ready. I thought he was ready to run with the big dogs and play. He just, he's still a little puppy. 
He's still a little puppy. We had to take him back over to the side. It was just, it was too much for him. It was too much for him. Really, this was, this was just like a who sucked more affair. Uh, The game was 13 to six. It it included like five field goals, uh, four field goals. And uh, the only thing to really write home about, I thought, was uh, Marvin Jones had a good game uh, for Jacksonville. And uh, Damian Pierce, dude, this guy, this guy might be quietly like the best rookie running back in football. Just no one watches Houston play. So he recorded the most broken tackles in the history of PFF in a single game. He had 17 broken tackles in a game against Jacksonville. The kid is a fucking freak show. Um, and uh, yeah, he's already rushed for like, he's, he's rushed for 300 yards, 332 yards on five yards of carry this year. Uh, so Houston's really only weapon and he's doing a good job. He's just, no one's going to know about it because he plays for the Houston Texans, but Houston does get their first win. Uh, they move up to one, three and one first of many baby. Yeah. Jacksonville, my boys, they moved to two and three. Um, we're two and, we were, we we're team one Duval nation. I thought we had it. I thought we were on the rise, but a uh, little bit of a setback. We'll see. Division's still wide open though, folks. We'll, uh, We'll battle again down the road. So I like how the Cowboys play like all these teams. Like <laughs> me too. Oh God, dude, this division it's is so good, so bad. How'd the Falcons do this week, Zach? The Falcons continue their recent very strange trend of suddenly playing good at the very end of the game. Point that not scoring at all in three quarters, they score fifteen, get within six points, and then the fucking refs. Come in and bail Bro, out, little precious. I saw Brady with the. I saw of, that play oh, live to the ground. Oh, fuck. that was yeah, that was, was one of the. That if that tough. happened to the Cowboys, dude, I would be livid. Like, it was not only did he not only did he throw him, he like he tackles him very standard sack. Brady gets up, walks over to the ref, and effectively like places an order. Like, I would like a flag, please. And then they throw the flag, and they're like, he he. What did he do, Tom? He roughed him, yeah, roughing. He threw, oh, he like threw him and like a whole bunch of shit, dude. It was crazy. Anyway, fifteen yards, automatic first down on third down. I was like, you motherfuckers, dude. This this just wow. is to continue my trend of Tom Brady is a fucking industry plant, dude. He's not even fucking good. He got carried to like six of his seven Super Bowls. And I remember someone saying that. Re- on no the... one has ever been more beloved than fucking Tom Brady by the referees. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, bitch ass. In sixth grade on the school bus. Eric something, I forgot his full name, going on about how the whole Tom Brady, the Patriots, you know, they're just getting hell. Oh, yeah. Because er- of 9-11. Eric, uh, <laughs> Eric, R- Eric Rumberger definitely Rumberger. thought that 9-11 yeah. uh, made the Patriots win the 2001 Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Maybe the New York something. Jets, the New York Jets might have been their choice, although that might have been too on the nose. Mm, That's really yeah. cool. But still, you know, yeah. Uh, I, I, he, I don't think he's wrong. I'll say that much. Um, so if they're gonna rig it for anyone, I it saw that been play. That was, team, that was absolutely disgusting, dude. That oh my god, I so fucking made me. Made so me I, look, I, I, I have, I have, I have a take. It's always been the same. You can call it anti Brady if you want. Yes, he's the goat. He remains the single luckiest person on earth for sure. Every, like everything that happens to him, thank God, except in his personal life. But oh, yeah. everything that happens to him on the field, he's just like the tuck rule, like all this shit. He just, it just always, it always just, always comes up Brady, baby. Just 
I hope all this information leaks in their divorce where like Tom Brady's her gimp or something and he's like super aroused uh-huh. like having the shit kicked out of him. Like it's real embarrassing stuff that no one should ever know about. And something's going on with his face. I think I think I think he might be getting a little he might be getting like the old personal doctor stories will really leak out of like some weird shit that he's been on for like 10, 15 years. Some weird healthcare kicks that he has like his whole family subjected to. I I I'm waiting. Right. Would that, would that truly would that truly shock cool. you? Would could would that truly shock you? If it came oh, out that Tom Brady was just like on some real fucking weirdo cult shit where he's like we're only eating things that are the color purple this month. Throw away all those happy meals. And Giselle's like, "Look, the kids are in first grade. They don't have to They're not purple, Giselle. Fuck you, you bitch. I'm a champion." <laughs> You know how like healing Russell Wilson his locker, so Bro, I would not oh, he's about that shit. He is yes, about yes, that shit, dude. dude. He's he's definitely got some weird like. Oh, and he's and he's, he's for sure. For he's for sure. He's into too many like, yes men in the circle. Some witch doctor's gotten a hold of his ear, and like he that's has, why no, he has a guy. Even like Belichick was like, dude, get this fucking. Belichick had to. The Patriots had to ban his like personal. I don't want to use the term doctor because the guy is not a medical doctor, but like his personal health consultant from the facility. Cause he was like, he would get like this dude that Brady was like Brady's personal guy about like, you know, that kind of shit was like getting in full blown fights with the Patriots staff about like health and nutrition. And like, you know, had all these wacky like beliefs about shit. And they were like, look, bro, like, do whatever you want. Tom's Tom. He can whatever he needs to have a mental edge, he can do. But like, don't come in here and tell fucking Rob Gronkowski to eat way grass or whatever the fuck you're doing, dude. Like his face just check. looks weird, man. He's had some shit done to it. For sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. I anyway, uh, I saw that. I'm sorry for your boy, Zach. I really am. They're that shockingly like doing better than I thought. I thought they'd be one of the worst teams in the league. Two and three. They are. Hey. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a much harder schedule than we do, but they could be close to, you know, close to half. Maybe. Maybe. Well, good book reports, fellas. I like it. I like it. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, I do not think so. All right. Well, as always, folks, thank you for tuning in and listening to this week's episode of Boys Will Be Boys. If you like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment, leave a rating. Uh, Shoot us a tweet. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a smoke signal. Shoot us a Morse code. Anything in any way that you can communicate with us, we are open to. no nudes, please. Well, send all the nudes to Zach. He's not married. Uh, as always, we will be back okay. next week with a review of the – I'm going to go ahead and say it – of the uh, inevitable Cowboys victory over the Philadelphia Eagles in the link in Philadelphia. Until then, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. Bo- this has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Come on, come on.